Hi, everyone. This week on The Distance, we're rerunning our very first episode from February. It's one of my favorite distance stories ever, and we've made some changes to it since we originally released it. Enjoy! I could be at a children's birthday party right now. There are kids running around, kids singing songs and playing games, adults watching indulgently from the sidelines, and everyone's eating pizza. But I'm actually at a laundromat in the Chicago suburb of Berwyn. And not just any laundromat, but the world's largest. That's the actual name of this business, the world's largest laundromat. And I'll get to the name in a little bit, but this place is probably unlike any laundromat you've ever seen, and not just because it's 13,500 square feet. It feels almost festive in here. Now, I'm not trying to romanticize doing laundry, especially when it involves loading up your car and wrangling your kids after a long day. But here on Wednesday pizza night at the world's largest laundromat, the place is packed and people are having fun. Tom Benson, the man who's owned the business since 1999, has worked hard to make it feel that way. The basic concept I have is that when you come into my business, you're coming into my home. And you should be treated the same way as if you were sitting in my living room. It should be that friendly and nice. Welcome to The Distance, a podcast about longevity in business. We are a production of Basecamp, the leading project management app for keeping everyone on the same page. Last week, another 6,079 companies signed up to run their projects with Basecamp. And you can try it free for 60 days at Basecamp.com slash The Distance. You're probably wondering whether the world's largest laundromat, capitalized, is actually the world's largest laundromat, lowercase. It's definitely among the biggest. Brian Wallace, the chief executive of the Coin Laundry Association, told me the average store size is 2,500 square feet. Benson has 13,500. The business got its name when it won a contest sponsored by an industry trade group to find the biggest laundromat in the world measured by square footage. This was sometime in the 80s before Benson bought the business. From what I can tell, the contest wasn't exactly conducted with scientific rigor, but the store's title hasn't been challenged either, so the name stands. The world's largest laundromat is clean and open and well-lit. They serve free pizza on Wednesday nights and free donuts and coffee every day. There's free Wi-Fi and a dining area with vending machines and seating and a microwave. The city of Berwyn is 59% Latino, a demographic that's reflected in the laundromat's customer base. So Benson has hosted local government officials for events like a seminar on immigration reform and a workshop where customers could do mock citizenship interviews. Then there's the stuff for kids, like a play area and metal school desks for doing homework. The laundromat brings in a regular rotation of children's entertainers, like a face painter and a clown and a magician. They raffle off bicycles as part of a summer reading program, and during the holidays, Benson passes out toys and poses for pictures dressed up like Santa Claus, then makes free customized photo calendars for each family. We've been coming here many years. Um, I have seven children. This is Karen. She's 46 years old and has been taking her laundry here for eight years. Two of her kids have won bikes in the raffle for the summer reading program. She used to live closer in the next town over, but now she comes all the way from Chicago. It's a blessing that you could do your laundry and have have uh, food. There's usually entertainment, clowns or something, and it's just a, a great, friendly place to be. For the 
surrounding area, which has a large population of low to middle income renters, the kind of demographics that support a laundromat, Benson's store has become a kind of community center. You might even think of it as a third place, a concept that American sociologist Ray Oldenburg introduced in a 1989 book called The Great Good Place. A third place, he argued, is a public space, distinct from the home or the workplace, where people gather informally and find community. Starbucks has claimed this title in its marketing, describing its coffee shops as third places or neighborhood hangouts. In Berwyn, which has a population of 57,000 people and, interestingly, not a single Starbucks, the world's largest laundromat plays the role of that third place. It's not exactly that people come here just to hang out, they have to do their laundry. But all the amenities of the laundromat make it a destination, which is a pretty unusual distinction for a self-service, coin-operated laundry. Benson estimates, based on surveys, that more than half of his customers come from over two miles away, like Karen, the mother of seven who lives in Chicago. Berwyn has a lot of laundromats. Someone living two miles away might pass half a dozen laundromats on their way to Benson's store. That means they're not just defaulting to their nearest one. They're seeking out his laundromat, the world's largest. Over my shoulder right now, there's a bird aviary. That's Mark Benson, Tom Benson's younger son, who helps manage the laundromat. The aviary, which has 15 finches and miniature doves rented from a company in South Dakota, was an idea Tom Benson got from seeing one in the nursing home where his mother's second husband lived. He noticed the birds had a soothing effect on the residents and gave them something to look at. People like it. Could we get rid of it and put something over there that would collect quarters for something? Of course we could. Would most laundromat people do that? Of course they would. Would most laundromats have more narrow aisles? Absolutely, because you can fit more coin-collecting devices in them. Would they not have these booths we're sitting in? Of course, because they could put something else here to collect money. There's the profit, which is what we're, the money that's going into the machines. But there's also what I call um, profit regenerators, which is the things that get people to come back. have been doing their laundry on this corner of Berwyn for at least 50 years. The world's largest laundromat started as one small business and later expanded to the two neighboring storefronts. In the early 90s, the original owner sold the business to a guy who didn't take very good care of the place. The windows were boarded up and the awning was ripped and falling off. By the late 90s, the laundromat's owner wanted to get rid of the business, so he hired Tom Benson to find a buyer. Tom was working as a business broker at the time, buying and selling small businesses like dry cleaners. This store was a listing of mine, and I had it for a year and a half and couldn't sell it to anybody else because it was so beat up. And a new competitor had opened about a mile away that was extremely glitzy, in fact, got a lot of national publicity within the industry because it was, it, was like it was like a Las Vegas approach. You know, fancy lights and everything was really, you know, and they had their own parking lot. Everything was done right. And the owner was an absentee guy, basically. I mean, he put in three or four hours a day, but never showed up on the weekends, which is your busiest time of the week. And uh, he was a pharmacist. So, you know, he worked at Walgreens or CVS, and then he'd spend some time in the middle of the day here and go home. For the next year and a half, I tried to sell it and never quite made it. And he became more desperate as time came along. And eventually... He got a little more realistic about price. And so it reached a level where, you know, he was in a real hurry. And I, I was the only one who knew the business well enough to buy it in a hurry. And so Tom Benson bought the laundromat that no one wanted. 
figuring he could make the store profitable again. He replaced the broken machines and knocked out a wall to create a women's bathroom, since the only bathroom at the time was a closet-sized room that was painted black to deter graffiti. Benson also scoped out the nearby competition and realized that 25% of the people at a laundromat at any given time were under the age of 16. So he decided to cater to families, and that became the central premise for the business. And it worked. Sales started turning up after just three months. If you're with two kids, you're trying to get 70 pounds of laundry done, and they're hanging on to you because they got nothing to do, or they, they don't want to go to the laundromat in the first place because they don't have nothing to do, so you got to fight with them in the morning to get them in the car, and that's going to be bad. But if you got a place that the kids say, oh, we're going there, that's okay, I like that place. And then, in 2004, the world's largest laundromat burned down. The whole thing. The fire was started by a spark behind a dryer, and it took firefighters 12 hours to get it under control. All the customers and employees inside the store made it out in time. The birds in the aviary didn't make it, something Tom still gets asked about to this day. Tom was on vacation in London with his wife at the time, and his older son Eric had flown in from Colorado to manage the laundromat while he was out of the country. Tom and his wife got back to their hotel after dinner to find a message at the front desk. We walked in and there was a message to call home immediately. You know, so I called home and, and uh, Eric, you know, said that, you know, it burnt down. It looked pretty bad, you know, you know. So, uh, I, you know, we got on a flight the next morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. We were, somehow my wife found us a flight the next day and we came back. I mean, I got home and my cell phone started working, you know, and the manager that day had called right after and says, Tom, Jimmy, store's gone. Click. That's it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I'm glad I didn't get that till I was in Chicago. <laughs> Tom drove straight to the laundromat from the airport and found basically just a smoldering pile of what used to be a store and all his employees sitting on the curb. And it was totally, totally, totally. I mean, there was nothing, nothing, nothing left. And they were all sitting there, but something inside me said, I got to save them. You know, I, I can't let this moment be this sad. So, I, you know, I walked up to him and I said, dude, we're going to be better. Just hang in there. And amazingly, things were fine, more than fine. The laundromat's insurance policy provided a month of pay for employees, so they had some cushion while they looked for new jobs. And insurance also covered the entire $2.5 million rebuilding cost. Tom made the store just the way he wanted it. He built a wide-open space and put in the children's play area and brought back the bird aviary and installed solar panels on the roof for heating hot water. And when the world's largest laundromat reopened in 2006, his customers returned. One woman who lives nearby told him she walked out of her apartment building, smelled the fabric softener, and knew he was back. She had saved three weeks of laundry. After the laundromat reopened, Tom's sons, Mark and Eric, came on board to help their father run the business and search for a location for a second store. The Bensons want to expand their family-friendly model to more laundromats, building a whole chain of stores where doing laundry doesn't feel like such a chore. Mark Benson sums it up like this. You know, it seems funny with a laundromat, but we try to build an emotional connection. And before I started here, I would kind of laugh at that, say, emotional connection in a laundromat. No one wants to go to a laundromat. You're not going to get someone to be emotional about it, let alone want to go there. But 
if you come here on a Wednesday night and get free pizza and your whole family sits down at a table and has pizza while your clothes wash, that's an emotional connection to your family. That's yeah. time. That's a that's a family meal you're not losing because it's laundry night. The Distance is produced by Sean Hildner and me, Waylon Wong. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode about a long-standing business. If you haven't caught up on our old episodes yet, you can check them out at thedistance.com, where you'll also find a button to subscribe to our show. Thanks to everyone who's rated and reviewed The Distance on iTunes. And if you haven't yet, please pop over to iTunes and let us know what you think. The Distance is a production of Basecamp, the project management app for keeping everyone on the same page. Give Basecamp a try for your own projects at basecamp.com slash the distance.